Welcome to the Family Leaders Capital Connection. This is Chuck Hurley, and we've got our whole team here today. Danny Carroll, Ryan Ben, Rebecca Olson. We've had an interesting week, and I'm going to tease just a little bit. We just got done with the best vote of the week as far as our organization is concerned. Um, and it had to do with saying no to this madness of sending boys or males into girls' restrooms. We'll get to that in a little bit. We also had another victory. Danny, if you want to describe uh, this ESG business, we, we've got a good bill moving along, and we're taking a step back towards sanity by saying no to ESG. Yeah, Chuck, it, it, it was a significant week, and as uh, we talked about last week on the podcast, uh, uh, there's a lot of debate taking place right now because bills have to be moved out of one of the two chambers and sent over across the rotunda and uh, be moved through committee then by the end of the month. So uh, we're watching carefully the, the bills that are surviving or likely to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, ESG, uh, and Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, did that... Is that going to the governor? Yeah, that bill passed that, the uh, House both, yesterday. Both House and Senate passage. Yep. So it's, uh, it's ready for the governor's it's signature. It's on its way. Woo-hoo. For For our listeners, ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. ESG. Or we use a, a shorthand called Woke Score. Mm-hmm. Chuck, what does woke mean? <laughs> woke. I, I am an old guy. Woke used to mean... Somebody came in and got me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> okay. Doesn't mean that anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay. It's shorthand for godless secular humanism. That's really the worldview that woke scores spring from, pushing an LGBTQ worldview on borrowers or, or mm-hmm. small business people, pushing CRT, critical race theory, on borrowers, small business owners. So it's really trying to push a godless agenda uh, through financial intimidation. And so we just want our listeners to know, praise God, we've got a good legislature and a good governor who's saying no to forcing godless secular humanism. Okay, good. So uh, that's a lawyer's definition, liberal stuff. (laughs) Progressive. Some people like the word progressive. Anyway. ESG environmental talks about uh, how you how you may or may not abuse the environment. Uh, for example, a real quick real life example: if you have flown recently, you may have found a carbon usage uh, number on your flight reservation, and it might say that this airplane in your destination uh, uses 210 kilograms or some measurement of carbon, and uh, one might say, why are we keeping track of that? Well, perhaps one day, if you use too many units of carbon, you will find that the fare that you pay for that flight is a little more for you because you may have exceeded some bureaucrat's arbitrary level of how much carbon you can use. But, Danny, let me push back. Shouldn't Christians uh, have what's called creation care or the dominion mandate, take good care of this earth that God's bestowed us with, is, isn't the environment somewhat important to the Christian, to the, absolutely. To the listener? Yeah, absolutely. So what's wrong with an airline saying you're using too much carbon? 
I mean, how, why would the why would the legislature and the governor and our ministry? Here's, here's the problem that I have with that, Chuck, and it and it pertains also to social and to governance. All three of these. Okay. Uh, shouldn't uh, we should be good stewards of the environment socially? Shouldn't we be concerned with our fellow man? Absolutely. Take good care of them. To serve those in the least of these. Uh-huh. Uh, what about governance? Shouldn't we have good government yeah, we that uh, controls bad guys and uh, <laughs> Absolutely. and rewards good guys? Isn't that uh, Romans thirteen? So we we registered on the wrong side so of this. The same bill. the same question for all of these. Who decides? Who decides? Okay, that's a fair question, right? Yeah. Who decides? What about these big banks? and what is the standard that they're going to use? Okay. I'm afraid of the answer to all three of those. Some bureaucrat tucked away somewhere in some big building is going to decide, and the standard that they will use is one that they choose. Okay. So regardless, this is an early warning sign. If you haven't thought about or read about ESGs, you should, get, uh, you should become a little more familiar. In, in simple terms, it is a it is a way that the um, that the left or the progressives can punish conservatives and their businesses Ooh. because perhaps they just don't agree with how you act socially. And what escapes the notice of a lot of people is something called big data. Have mm-hmm. you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Um, through uh, our use of the internet and emails. Uh, a lot of providers can keep track of what you're doing, just like the airline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I use the example. A month ago, I flew to Ohio to visit my mother. Now, um, oh, United Airlines has a record in their computer somewhere of how many carbon units I used. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can be sure they're keeping track of that. They should keep track. Uh, socially, they probably know a little bit about my party registration. Or uh, maybe uh, they have ways of keeping track that I go to church every Sunday through something called geofencing. <laughs> okay. Because every time I plug in a destination under uh, maps or something, some computer somewhere knows that. He sees you when you're sleeping. Yeah. So, he knows when you're um, awake. Right now, it's not being used very much. But what the bill this week did that was passed and is going to the governor, and Ryan, I'll, I'll have to have you help me with, with some of the details. But it says to uh, certain uh, financial institutions, you cannot use, in our words, a woke score. They've, they've got fancy legal words for it mm-hmm. to decide who gets a loan and who doesn't or where your money is invested or where it's not. The legislature can really only control certain limited things. Sure. But, uh, Ryan, what am I, uh, yeah. how am I bumbling around with the details of that bill? You <laughs> yeah. have to forgive and, me. And what it does really is it, is it tries to enforce that by saying this, you're not, you can't contract with the state if you're going to have these ESG practices. You can't, we're not going to invest uh, any IPERS money in your company like, like BlackRock. IPERS is, BlackRock's a famous one, yeah. but we're not going to be able to put IPERS money into BlackRock anymore after this is signed by the governor. So what it's trying to do is discourage companies from, from um, punishing conservatives, yeah, from continuing their ESG ways. So we keep calling it the ESG bill. It's really like an anti-ESG bill. I realized the other day. Yeah, right, <laughs> sure. Anti- kind of misnamed yeah. it, but well said. Yeah. Well, before time gets away from us, we've got a real simple bill that we're cheering on that we just literally came rushing over from the Capitol after observing the debate and the vote on. And Rebecca, since 
you and I were trading barbs or tra- trading jabs during the debate. Why don't you describe whether or not you, as a female, think that it's just fine and okay, like Representative Barth was saying, to have boys or men come into your female restroom or locker room? Are you okay with that? No. Okay. I have five brothers. I didn't even want them in the restroom. So, um, <laughs> no, not interested. <laughs> it was It was a very... It, it was a debate that was um, kind of saddening um, to to a, to a bizarre level. Sure, the the, the Democrats came out um, flying out the gate, not even caring necessarily um, about the kids. They they, they t- turned it on, saying, "Well, we're protecting girls to where we're going after LGBTQ kids," which could be the, the furthest thing from the truth. But what really is driving this, and just just to be perfectly transparent and 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 open and honest. Because of this transgender craze, there are males who now dress as or come out as, quote, female. They aren't female. They're still male. But they're trying to identify as a female. And so they walk into a girl's restroom at a school with Mm -hmm. their dress on or, you know, makeup looking like a female. And so the trans craze has really driven this legislature to the point where they need to say no mm-hmm. to yeah, this, absolutely. right? I mean, that's really what's driving it. So uh, for me, I think, Danny, for you, it's fairly simple. This is madness. You don't let boys in girl spaces. But it was really, like you say, Rebecca, kind of sad or, or eerie to hear Democrat after Democrat after Democrat say that this is somehow being mean to transgender kids and that transgender kids should have this right to go into whatever restroom they're feeling like. So we really are at kind of a philosophical impasse, aren't we? We are. And so um, this last week, last two weeks, we've had very loud protests. One paper, I think Des Moines Register, said there were over 2,000 LGBT protesters at the Capitol um, on one day. And then we were there on a Wednesday where there were probably close to a thousand. Mm-hmm. Very loud. A lot of purple hair. <laughs> a lot of rainbow flags. Yeah. A lot of piercings. Chuck, there were, there, I did not see one single rainbow flag. I saw a lot of flags with six colors on them okay. that kind of looked like they might be a rainbow flag. Okay. But Chuck... The rainbow has seven colors. Yeah. What's your what are you saying, Danny? There were no rainbow flags. Okay. The rainbow has seven colors. God gave it as a sign, and the seven is perfection. That's the number for perfection mm. in the Bible. I think what Danny's saying is the rainbow is a Judeo Christian symbol and we're not giving it up. They can't have it. <laughs> Danny they've, wants to keep his rainbow. They've tried to take it. <laughs> I no longer use rainbow for rainbow jihad, rainbow coalition, rainbow this or rainbow that. There are some nice multicolored okay. things that are intended to fool you into thinking it's some kind of a rainbow. But it's not. A uh, rainbow has seven colors. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. So, so Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So not only have they tried to hijack a, a, a wonderful symbol that God sent of his care of humankind. Not only have they tried to hijack it, but they have perverted it. They've changed it. 
So uh, it'd be like the peace symbol back when I was a boy and the hippies were moving in and their their uh, sexual immorality and all that. The peace symbol, I was told, was an upside down crucifix with broken arms. The crucifix arms were broken down. And so here was a hippie culture reversing the Christian symbol, breaking the Christian symbol and using it for something. So I, I don't know. Maybe there's no great connection or analogy there. But um, I guess the, the point that I want to make is, folks, um, we are living in either within Sodom or on the outskirts of Sodom. But the good news is the legislature has decided to say no to some of this madness. You know, Chuck, uh, I'll, I'll, I'd like to weigh in on this and, and with, uh, with nothing but sincerity. Uh, I listened to the debate this afternoon on what's being called the bathroom bill. And I was particularly interested in listening to what the Democrats said because they voted en bloc all opposed to it, with a handful of Republicans. But um, they talked about two things that kind of came through. Several of them said that a trans student just wants to pee. And they, they used that term, and they used it repeatedly more than one. And that, that makes sense. Every human being has to use the bathroom. We all know that. And there was a what I believe to be a genuine feeling of compassion, accommodation, and acceptance, perhaps tolerance, whatever term you want to use, for a, a trans person, in this case, a student. And I'm, I'm right there. Uh, I find it particularly objectionable to somehow assert that I or anybody else that is in favor of this bill is completely disregarding the feelings and the, uh, the well-being of another human being. I don't care if they're trans or not. The one, the one debate, uh, the one Democrat, though, that kind of stood out to me was the representative who asserted to Holt, uh, Representative Holt is running the bill, that because the abuse that uh, Representative Holt was concerned about was not rampant, that was the term that he used, it's not rampant, and so why are you coming with this bill? Because the abuse is not rampant. Mm -hmm. Representative Holt was talking about rape, sexual assault, invasion of privacy. Which has happened. Has happened. And he was prepared to document that, although he was interested in protecting confidentiality. I found it particularly troubling that we would not take steps to protect students children from even the threat or the possibility of rape or sexual abuse because it was not, quote, rampant. Yeah, Danny, I'm going to interrupt you there. Praise God that we are intervening. We had the votes. We passed the bill. It goes to the governor, and we want to celebrate that. But your point that this particular representative is wanting to wait until it's rampant might disqualify him as a lawmaker. I mean, that really is bad when you have somebody who won't stop 
really, really bad things, traumatic things, life-changing things until it gets rampant. That that was very disturbing. I totally agree with you. But praise God he was in the yeah. minority. Yeah. He got voted down today, rightfully so. I'll wrap up my comments with that. that those, were, those were the two things yeah. that I, yeah. I found least compelling about their argument. Yeah, the, the, it was it was hard to listen to, as, as Rebecca said. Uh, it's sad that we even have to have this bill. But the good news is that the Church of Jesus Christ has invaded the Iowa State Capitol. We have not tucked our tails and run. To the contrary, we're winning races, we're winning debates, we're winning bills. And so I just want to encourage you listeners— even if you get mad at the bad news that you hear from Loudoun County, Virginia, or Chicago, or wherever, and yeah, even here in Iowa, there's some bad news, just remember, we have turned a corner. For the first time in 40 years, uh, the LGBT juggernaut has had a setback. And so um, might Christian revival come, might political and social revival come, and might the family leader continue to bring the truth of God's word in a loving way to a place that desperately needs it, and that's our uh, state capital. And I do want to say in closing, thank you, thank you, thank you to the hundreds of people who have sent emails in the last few days on a couple of key bills. Uh, our friends like Representative Holt were concerned about how the vote might go. We won both of the, these last two bills when we had several thousand emails sent from TFL supporters. So God bless you for doing that. Stay involved, stay engaged, and let's keep winning. So thanks for joining us. Come back next time for TFL's Capital Connection. God bless. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is a project of the Family Leader and the Family Leader Foundation and is only possible through the generous support of our donors. If you would like to partner with us in our work, please visit thefamilyleader.com slash donate.